and welcome back to In My Opinion with Dr. Nancy. How are you doing? How are you doing? We are in like the middle of the year already. June. Like the sixth month of 2023. Like, where are you in the hurry to? Where are you going? So what happened? Wow, like the year, the year's moving so fast. And oh, if you didn't know, and family house officers are still home. We wrote our exams last year in December. We got inducted apparently last month. And we are still home. So um, ladies and gentlemen, six months without being posted, yes. AMZMT. Hey, ready is a crystal. Well, enough about that. How are you doing? It's just the year treating you right. Here's the counseling room, so welcome. Take a seat. We are here to like talk about our issues. So um I need to know how much you how how good you are, um, how you're faring. Are you okay? Your mental health doing fine. Uh boy the boy is troubling you. Are the girls worrying you? Are you having trouble with your love life and, and stuff? Is everything okay? Is everything good? If most of the answers to this question is negative, start doing something about it. Last week, um, there was, I missed an episode, yeah. Last week, I didn't have a recording because I was now in Accra. I went to Cape, had a little, I had a program actually, but I decided to use that as a mini weekendcation. Yeah. Yeah, to like relax and take some time, of course. The, uh, the life is not living. I can't come and die, you. People, I can't come and die. The life is not living. I need to make it a name by the force. So I just need to take a little break. Um, it was really, um, what's the word? It was fulfilling. Yeah. Now I know, I want to see what people we're going for. Weekend breaks and vacations and, and hey. Wow, yeah, wow, yeah, they try it, try it sometime. Save money. Yes, so when you look for someone, when you not save money, you feel how uh, it feels, it feels good, yeah. But then we are back, yes. Money finish, I clear, wickedness mode activated. Stay tuned. <music> So we begin with um, a, a segment that I've started calling out the violence segment. So we would always have a section to go over um, last week's violence uh, rants or whatever, wherever it happened, whether Snapchat, whether Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, we would just touch on it here and there. Yeah, in the vine. Before we go to today's actual topic for discussion. So, um, the violence segment. So, the, right now, you, you all know our violence residents, both white years. I know most of you hate him, yes. I, I called out a few people last, last two weeks. Hayat, Samuel, Samuel Afrima. Salam. Oh, brother, is we miss you. Like, the kind of people who hate this, they are good people too. They are Christians. Hey, my fucking Christians. Anyway, so um, with his case with with Kuju Forex, 
We've still not had anything though. I went back to read the uh, the subpoena and it said uh, he had to appear in court eight days after he has received the subpoena. It was specifically it was dated on the, the it was dated the seventeenth of May. Um, eight days after that is twenty fifth. Um, I'm not sure if he actually received that on that day. He was supposed to appear eight days after reception. I think that's what it was what it said. It say eight days after it was uh, signed or dated, but eight days after reception. I don't know if he has received it. That's why we've not heard anything or what. But apparently, Twitter is a bit uh, silent about it. Um, it's like nothing is being said. But Kojo Ferris made a certain claim. Um, I think two days, three days ago, um, he mentioned that, oh, the air is just beautiful. And that's not what he said. Up to the outside. From my head, he mentioned that, um, because having a banter with someone, he didn't mention that, um, they should be very careful with the kind of thing that they say, because like, just like someone, like, you know, someone, uh, now doesn't even mention his name in conversations. Or doesn't even talk about him anymore. If you want your family members to go and rally and go and get money to come in, save you from a particular situation, then um, continue talking. So like something around that, so that was what he was saying. So it was just giving off the vibes that probably they've been to court and um, maybe a verdict has come, has been made, but it wasn't made public. I legit don't know what happened and I was dying to find out. So right now, any small, small space via Kojiferex enters where you find me hovering around because I need to know. Any small space bomb where ideas will enter, you find me there. I need to know. Like, so the past week has been some way, somehow, getting it for some people. It's not so with this Kian University girl. Who, I said, should I even mention her name? Let us forget her name. Who went on Twitter? And I think at that point she had had it. And she went on ranting. Um, she was like, KMSC boys actually smell bad. Like almost every time I leave my room, I am bombarded by bad smells. Please. And this, what can I say more? He has said her something. She has said her something. I think she has had enough. She had uh, been exposed to bad order for him for some time and she generalized the statement then someone I don't, is it is it yeah i think it's a guy quoted her tweet and went like here and see boys actually smell bad you know be just last semester you go give your body to tea silas from adim adombi hostel person the full faculty they mess some plus body odor make it make sense why now no bro if you smell pass pass if you smell a female hmm, pass that tea you know this already He's supposed to feel that causal. So like, apparently the boy is claiming that she's been having um, stuff to do with um, T.S. Silas, who is actually known to have the worst of body odors and whatever the faculty they are in. T.S. Silas and the baby, maybe small street bullets didn't take up them. Like it was so, it was so sad that some orbit in the baby didn't have a right issue. The one time I said to you, but it never be right Then apparently our president of violence got bored. He got really pissed off. Created a space and there was a whole rant about this. There were made there was so a lot of conversations. People had 
and lots to say. But his point was that ladies have been given too much. I won't say freedom. I don't want to use freedom. That would be very insulting. But ladies have been given too much, um, too much space to behave as a way. Space in the sense that when there's certain things that a, a gentleman will, a gentleman will say that he would not be allowed to go scot free. But a lady will say and will just downplay it and be like, "Oh, she's a lady. She's a girl." We should let things be that kind of situation. That's what I was trying to say. And uh, a lot of people kind of like sided with him though, because they felt she shouldn't have generalized it. And I agree, she shouldn't have generalized it. In as much as we all, we are not disagreeing to the fact that some KNST boys don't always smell good. Some men don't always smell good. True. But then, like I said, some. She should have, uh, in that moment, be very careful of her choice of words and just said some. But because she generalized it, people went off. Like, people went off. Bongo went to the point of calling her wig a source of infection, like a brickhouse infection. Hey, because her wig smells so bad that she's not washing it. And I was like, are you people kidding me? Really? They're no longer after. Um, Bongo ideas and Shatawaleo's sentence were around. Um, apparently, um, I, I don't, I don't know where the start of that whole thing came from. I think it began with when, um, Shatawali did a video, yes, Shatawali did a video on Snapchat talking about, um, why, uh, just because they are, people are friends with Shata, Shata, yeah, that's Shata, Bahaja for real, yeah. So, they are just lumping them in with the whole situation, uh, saying, Shatawali is a fraud. Uh, they're not thinking about themselves. Yeah, they don't even have food to eat. They come to on the net to come and say stupid things. Like he really insulted a lot of people. You mentioned it, right? Insulted different people based on what they were doing. So um, Bongo tagged the FBI and he said, Ghanaian artist Shatawali appears to have something to hide. His recent rants revealed his fears. Kindly call him up for interrogation. And Shatawali was pissed. Mind you, Bongo had cast come for Shatawali before. I, I, I don't remember if Shatawali actually replied, rep, sorry, replied or he did I give him back. Now, Shatawali like came all the way for him. Um, he went like, as for you, your mind ferments. So talking to you is like drinking like potassium 40%. You turn celebrity to Nanaba Namwa, so I see you like a female kakalita. Tag FBI for me, for, for me on this one to Kwasia. I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I have no problem saying vagina. But I have a problem when I'm saying some chi. Yes. I don't know. This, this has a very, some serious wit in it. That's why it's, it's sometimes, I always say this. If you want to advise someone, please do so in their native language. Do so in a foreign language or another language that doesn't really hit home. Use a native language. Because this is, it's, 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 in as much as my podcast is explicit, please. Hey, I can't go mention this. So, um, Bongo replied and was like, Shatawali DM'd him for a plant beef. And he mentioned 56,000 Ghana cities, that's 5,000 US dollars as his charge. And Shatawali was like, he claimed Shatawali said um, he could only manage 5,000 because he's broke. And 
Bongo said she told him to go and use that money to feed his neglected mother or order a pack of weed. And now, um, man is, he says Shatwale is, is angry and is using him to chase clout. His mother. And um, apparently Shatwale today in there, like Shatwale went on to like rant. It was, it was very bad. And he was like, uh, hey Bongo, tell your mother I say her mother or key abuaba. You said if your father's sperm was put in a frighter bottle to transfer to your mother. No mother, your family, no like egg. Yeah. Uh, Bongo, I mentioned your name, right? Your name like old pussy in the 50s. Jimmy, Bongo pussy. Um, I've been waiting for this day, pa. Welcome aboard. Fasten your seatbelt. Bongo, your whole life make miserable like a disappointed sexy pants. <laughs> your ideas all weak like your mother embraces. No wonder your, your nose looks like a military well. <laughs> Tag FBI and tell them because you see them like Ghana media who does research because your neck like snake belts. The info pass you and You make your hair like we ash tree. Oh, oh, oh. Ebongo ideas, your shirt like fat woman pant, okay? Ebongo, don't be you say whatever we they do on Twitter, no be real life. Tell the FBI that too. You may put. You did see Shatawale like your disappointed father Sabi. For here, we do hard work. So fuck this stupid boy trying to make it look like man is scared of FBI. He went on like, you are on the internet disrespecting people anyhow and as usual. People, everyone in this country is watching and no one is talking because we always want foolishness to get worse. Then boom, police go sit, pick up inside, then they look for man. Hey, but where it is? Tell your mother, see. Her mother okay, including your penny or and my, my thoughts on the insults. Eh? Some of them landed, some of most of them didn't. <laughs> I make no cover for me. But honestly, I'm not I'm not shut off. I don't hold anything against shut off. Yeah. So um, that's the violence that is going on. I don't know if they actually came to an agreement and all oh, this is a stunt. Yes. But then Bongo Ideas is a menace to society. Honestly, he's a problem. He's a serious problem. And it's funny how, from what he's saying, that means Shatawale is not the first person to come to him with, um, what's it called, with a proposal of such, of such, of such a sort. As if it is true, um, allegedly, probably other influencers or stuff go to him for such cloud chasing moment to pay him for that in like yeah, is such a menace to the feeding of such a problem yeah so i won't be, be surprised Ghanaians, Ghanaians, Ghanaians can do the worst yeah Ghanaians are the worst so um that's our 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 violence segment let us prepare for today's topic because today today's going to be beautiful angata if you for four months, they never Welcome back from that short segment. So today, 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 today. 
Today we'll be discussing the Christian Handbook. Emphasis, specifically the Ghanaian Christian Handbook. So it is, it seems like almost every Christian, almost every Ghanaian Christian um, has read this handbook before they became Christians and they emulate exactly what is in the handbook because I am just not understanding. Someone will say, today, then, today you came for the Christians, but please, I'm a Christian. So, how can a Christian come for Christians? Anyway, I'm still coming. If it's coming for, if you think I'm coming for them, uh, well, that's your opinion. This is my opinion. Guys, <laughs> uh, so before we continue, um, kindly share, share, share the podcast. I beg, I beg, I beg. Don't be selfish. You, you the poor man. You like, you like to bring things to yourselves. Once you know your friends to want to listen to them, they can listen, share it, share with our voice, but let everybody hear some. Let all of us enjoy. None of us sit down and, and have this therapy session because um, we need it. We are in the, the, the middle of the year. The life is not living. The goals have not been met. We need to at least relax more so we can move on. So share, share for everyone. Oh? All right. So, um, Apparently, when I was doing, when I was compiling my list for today's uh, podcast, I chose to uh, apparently a research. There's actually a research that was done in February 2022, and that's talking about the attitude and perception of Ghanaians toward the church, with an analysis of the views of Christians living in selected districts in the greater Accra region of Ghana. So it was a research that was done, uh, I think it was by the University of Ghana. And, um, that the 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 results it's it's quite funny. So they did a quantitative it was through a quantitative method of 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 a quantitative method of like the research and the study revealed that prayer service is the least important practice of the church liked by Christians. <laughs> Yet Ghanaians pride ourselves in the fact that we like prayer. That we are the most prayerful country. One of the most prayerful countries, we pray a lot. But in actual fact, majority of Christians dislike uh, it's sorry, pray the prayer service is the least important practice of the church that is liked by the Christians. Apparently, the study for according to the study, most Christians don't like the prayer services at church. Burn. Wow. And um I want to say majority of Christians dislike their churches, although they are still going to their churches, but they dislike churches because of unfaithful pastors. That's a very serious, strong point. I've had an experience with an unfaithful pastor before, so I bab. Unfaithful pastors, uh, long sermons. Hey, Ghanaian pastors can't speak for ages. I've had an experience with a very strict and short, straight stuff point um, set, yeah, pastor before when it comes to the sermons. And it was, it was very, it was, you always want to go back to church because like, they're always time conscious. And the least closure of church services, I didn't even, I didn't even get there, so the least closure of church services. It is, I, it's one of the menaces of society. Least closure, churches close so late. I just don't know why. You set a time that you stop at this time and close at that time. Yet they would, they would waste time. They'll close like two or three hours after the set time of closure. It is bad. People have things doing. Yes. Maybe that day is meant for worship. Fine. But that doesn't mean that they don't have other things that they want to do. Not work or personal. But maybe they have other things that they want to do with regards to worship. You don't know people's schedule. Sometimes they go to church like 
phones. They go to work from six days a week. Like they leave home like 5 a.m. They come back home, like get home like 9 p.m. So that day to them is like, a, apart from them going to church, they've given their quota of their lives to God. And as well as their, their daily week, their day, the days in the week, they're taking it seriously and all that. They've come to church, they've been puzzled. They've come to worship. Some of them need to rest because the next day they're going back to work. And you keep them at church with very long sermons. I know they're saying, well, it's just repetitive. repetitive. And that's the part that sometimes makes it annoying. You've made a point. You've buttressed the point. Move on to the next point. They will stick, stay on that point, drift off to that point, come back to that point, sit on that point, start to that point all over again before they move to the next point. And it's steadily annoying. Yeah. And this brings us to the first point of our Christian handbook. Christians hate it when you point out flaws in their church or flaws about religion. They would the way they will blackball you. Like, like I just said, it gets steadily annoying when the sermon is so long. And a Christian will make you feel so bad about it. So it'll make you feel, hello Scooby. Scooby's my dog. He came to join me about the podcast. Then they will make you feel so so bad about making that statement. As if um what you said is wrong. If the sermon is long, it's long. It's your observation. The sermon is too long. All that the person said could have been, let's say a person took two hours to preach. That two hour sermon, someone can do it in 30 minutes and it will be way more effective than the two hours. So why can't we just find these pastors go to school? Most pastors, I don't know about some of these. Some of them pastors don't go to school. But then pastors who go to school to get a pastoral degree, and they are all thoughts. Hey, that's a thought. They are all taught these things. How to preach, how to communicate, how to be time like how to communicate a point out properly. Like they are taught these things in school. Sometimes they just get up and they are just preaching. They are taught these things. They practice them before their final this must come and they come out. And become official pastors and stuff. Yes. The other thing is so it gets steadily annoying when pastors um um or preachers, let me say, preachers waste so much time and sermons. Sometimes the same whatever they are saying, we've heard this again and again and again. And it gets gradually getting redundant. There are various ways by which you could spice up the same thing and make it sound new. We should be nicer to the 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 one listening, they know this. They've been taught this. My uncle is a pastor, so I know. They've been taught. My grandfather was a pastor, so I know. They've been taught this. But most of them don't use it. They don't apply. They feel like the local way now works. Just come and stand there and talk. Ah, they feel that that works. But they, mm, well, the second thing about the Christian handbook is, oh, they will go trip you for declining God's work. This I have noticed and I've noticed it for ages. When they come to you, oh, maybe um, this service, we want you to lead this particular aspect of the service or want you to take up this role in church. And personally, sometimes people give excuses, fine. But then personally, 
you might have a thing or two that will inhibit you or something. So you might not be able to do that job they are giving you or whatever you are going to do effectively. As soon as you say it, as soon, as soon as you say it, the first statement they will make, hey, you're a human queen. Oh, it's God's work you've rejected. Why have you rejected God's work? You know you're not supposed to reject God. You make God feel bad. They'll make you feel so bad as if you've committed the worst sin ever. They'll guilt trip you saying you've rejected God's work. Reality. So we can say no. Then it boils down to the fact that where is the power of choice now? God gave us the power of choice that we should be able to make choose whether to do something or not in every situation. So how come when uh, it comes to the work of God, suddenly the power of choice left the room or left the chat? Now you have no choice but to say yes all the time. No. I know people who um, accepted duties as using their, should I call it, I don't know how other churches, some are treasury departments, some are financial departments of the church. And they feel like whenever they come to church, they're not coming to church, but they're coming to work. Like, it's just like they're coming to work. You have to sit there and do a lot of calculations, tally money, and, and sometimes it, it gets annoying to some of them. I know someone who, because of that, doesn't want to go to church anymore. And the reason why the person is in this situation because when the person said, oh, I might not be able to do this work because of so and so and so and so and so and so. The best was guilt strippers, guilt strip, memory, guilt strip. Like Basaha made the person feel so bad for saying no. And the person had no choice but to say yes. The person felt that the person had no choice but to say yes. And the person is paying for it. And those who push the person to go and take the, that job are not suffering for the person. I'm not even feeling any form of empathy or sympathy for the person. Y'all need to stop that. Like, your case is to stop that. When, irrespective of whether it's God's work or what, do not ever guilt trip, guilt trip someone. You can convince. There's a different, there's a way to convince someone to, oh, I want you. Um, okay, let us come to a consensus. Why and why do you think you cannot do this? Or why and why do you think such and such and such and such and such is stopping you? Let the person have a conversation with the person and the person explain their life to you. If you think you can help the person, find the loopholes to adjust and make way for it. It's fine. If it's not going to be possible, leave the person alone. Don't force it on the person. It's bad. The second, the third item on the Christian handbook, in the Christian handbook, is the way Christians will call crude on your behavior from afar. A lot of people do this to me. A lot of people do this to me, to me. When people see me from afar, it's two things. I've heard it so many times. One is... Um, I'm unapproachable. That's what people say. People say I'm unapproachable. I've, hey, me, I'm always happy and always joyous. So I'm just laughing, laughing about it, making a whole lot of noise. Me, unapproachable. Secondly, me tremble. No one kills me. Me, 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 me tremble. part of me, I'm like a stick. Those who do what I've been saying before, I'm like a stick. Because you're dying, dying, I'm a bitch. Muscles declare me, my, my, my body is constantly using my muscles to produce energy. I tell you, I don't even have muscles left. So, because then I'm a tremor. My slimness, nah, nah. Oh, I'm a tremor. Whenever 
What am I here? I, I get so, I feel so some weird. We shouldn't judge people from afar. Not like, this is not necessarily judging, but we should conclude on people's personalities from afar. Okay, you could have your opinion. I think this person is like this. But don't conclude that that person is like that. It's your, you, you think. It means it's possible that a person is not. That is different from when you sit back and you be like, this person is like this. Then when later you get to know the person, you be like, you realize you, 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 you were way off course. Then later come and tell the person, even you know, I, you know, I thought you were like this. So sometimes it makes the person be like, should they adjust how they behave or what? Because me, such is meant, it just, it pisses me off, okay, but it, just, it doesn't get anywhere to me because if you think I'm on approach, I will sit here somewhere and suffer. I'm not the one suffering. Yeah. The fourth thing, similar to the conclusion, is judging people for doing a wrong. Christians will be friends with you. We're friends with you, will go up and down with you, will love you, will do everything with you. They'll go to Bible studies with you. They'll teach you God says you should love our neighbors as ourselves. But my once a month, they will show you that you were never a neighbor to begin with. Hey. I've seen this many times where something will be as a member. I say something will happen. The person will do something or the person the person committed comes up, especially when it's premarital sex and it's pregnancy. The will, yeah, you know how the African society is when it comes to pregnancies out of wedlock or uh, premarital sex and stuff. The way they would, everyone will shun you and make you feel like you don't belong to society. Like, I'm not walking like I knew people are evil, bad, wicked, wicked, wicked. People are wicked. Like, I tell you, people are very, 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 very wicked when it comes to these Christians. Tell me they're not your friend. So they don't know you. So they almost friend because show me your friend and I'll show you my character. Are you a child? And that's that that's that's understanding as much as that scene makes sense. But you how comes your friend has gone to um how is that your friend has gone to let me I'm sorry about me, let me use this as an example. A lady has gone has gone to have premarital sex and the person has been impregnated. It's when you have friend, so automatically you will also be impregnated. Automatically, you are also having sex with before marriage. That probably might not be true, but just because you are still friends with the person, suddenly you are like that. So society expects you to shun away from this person. You are a Christian. The Bible teaches otherwise, yet you want to do that. Into a Christian domino, we understand. How, 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 how? Like, don't know when you, when you sit down and think about it, you'll be like, mm -hmm. well, the fifth and the item is gossip. Listen, we know, we know Christians are the worst when it comes to, you see, you see people who don't go to church gossip, Christian, gossip, huh? The way they will dress you, and it's so weird how people tend to think that, oh, it's the girls. It's the hair. Have you not seen boys gossiping before? Eh? 
boys gossip like they're just having normal conversations. That's how like they gossip. They have like they're just talking about stuff. That is when their gossip comes in. Like they they delve into. I went to a boys' school. I went to a boys' school, my SHS. So I know when what and got you see, at least ladies are able to keep their gossip. They are gossiping information amongst their clique or their group. Boys can't shut up. They want everyone to know that they have some information. So they go about telling any, every other person. Is that bad? Like, is that that bad? So if when you, you, you have something to do with a, a guy at church and he is kind of like a blabbermouth, almost all boys at church will know. Like, I have something with you. Oh, yes. So some of you who are doing things with church boys, the organists, the pharmacists, and, 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 and I'm sure I mean, there's a reason why I'm mentioning these people. Mm. I know what I know. <laughs> the pharmacists, the church presidents. Yeah. You people, be very careful. Mm. They are telling people, you know, you will fuck you. The boys, boys in the church, right? They are spraying it. They all hold the information. Me like this. Information I know. But I'm not a time I will go about spreading it. Because you know here. I know how it feels like to be. To have a one semi a question fast from and it's not a good feeling. My information is There's a item. It's when you skip certain sections of church. Hey, but some of our name, the monumos, the monumos, or whatever it is called. Especially like the study I I I mentioned, for instance, many Christians actually don't like the prayer session. So if let's say the prayer session is the first aspect of service for the day, who will miss it? And when you miss it, then you come for the second aspect of the service. service. The way those who came for the first one will see you as the devil's incarnate, and they will keep quiet for some time. They won't tell you about time. They say, hey. They won't pass away back. We we spiritual, yes. That statement. This is tell me that isn't a lot. Now they only get spiritual I was I was and I'm still a Christ. So um in the course I was doing an excuse. But then the course I was doing was quite demanding and stuff. So I was I was not always at church because if we had rehearsals twice in the week, Sundays and Thursdays. Yeah. In church services, there was Mondays, there was Tuesdays, there were Wednesdays, and there was Fridays. That was then. So if I'm supposed to go for all church services, that means I'm going to go to the church house Sunday to Saturday, every single day. I'll be going for, for church service. Every single day, I'll be going to church for something. The repetition of the this one, sometimes a full. So I don't, I'm not, I wasn't always going for all services. There were some services, some services that I used to skip. Suddenly, I am not spiritual. Especially when I took up a role in church. Suddenly, I'm not spiritual. I mean, I'm not spiritual. I'm pastor, but I'm pastor, I'm Friday, I'm not spiritual. Hey! spiritual meter. Measure me. Oh, yeah. You are the, 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 <laughs> the standard. Yes, the standard, the standard of measurement. Measure me, y'all. Me, I'm, hey, you don't know what I do in my personal time. 
You don't know how much I pray with my God. You don't know the conversations I have with my God. You don't know the more times I read my Bible. You don't know the time, the things I'm doing in my little corner. Yet just because I am not doing something publicly for you to see, saying I'm not spiritual, the fact that they make rehearsal sessions look as if it's not part of, it's not an act of worship, gets me annoyed every time. We go there, we pray before we start. It's kind of a preparation towards a particular service. And during that time, you start with God, you go through with God and you end with God. Whatever thing you do, you, you digest the words, you understand the words. It's literally having a session time. They always say, those who sing, pray twice. I, I usually thought it was a Bible verse. I was just not a Bible verse. Those who pray, sorry, those who sing, pray twice. And it's true, what songs do to you? Sermon sometimes, most times, sermons can't do that to you, honestly. So suddenly saying someone is not spiritual because they are not doing what everyone is supposed to do is wrong. It's bad. Then the, the seventh item, the perception that pastors and uh, children of pastors and elders at church or leaders at church are very bad is wrong. Hear me out. Yes, there are some children, they're always outliers. There are some children or kids of pastors, elders, church leaders who are very stubborn. Very bad kids, yes, true. But then when you see them in the light of their parents, their parents are very spiritual people, or their parents give off that air or that aura of spirituality. So when you see them under the shadow of such, such guys, you would always, but the tiniest thing they do, you would end up exaggerating it. Because what they are doing that it is being perceived as so stubborn. They are not good kids. Other kids do seem that just because these kids are not church, they're not related to church leaders. These kids are fine. But one are we in the Indian as I'm a yeah. So it's like, it's, it's in the same extent, it's fine for a common floor member's church, a common floor member's child to go for a party, to go and chill, not necessarily drink alcohol, but to go for a party, go out, to go and hang out with friends. But it's wrong for a pastor's child to go and hang out with friends. Very specific location, unless the location is the church house or it's a church party, or it's a church-related activity. If not, it's wrong for a person. Then do you get what I'm trying to say? If the person wasn't the pastor's child, the person could literally go in there, but nothing wrong with them. But just because the person is the pastor's child, the person has suddenly the person is, is, has been placed on a certain pedestal already, right from the start. The person is supposed to meet certain standards. Let people live their life, we beg. Don't be... That's... Uh, standard for... Are you cool? Now the eighth and the last one, the most important part of Christian attitudes, which is in the Christian handbook. A sovereign believes down our throats. I don't know why Christians don't find this annoying. And I just don't know. There are many ways by which you can do evangelism. There are many ways by which you can reach people. That will not feel like you are shoving your beliefs down their throat. But yo, Ghanaian Christians, I, I said this by force. 
if I thought you accept it or you don't, I mean, what am I even saying? It's either you accept it or you accept it. If you don't accept it, you are dying there and then. Like, I just don't buy. Why? Hey, So why is it like you the evidences of him? Ah, why you have a chocolate? It always, it always baffles me. Always shoving down your beliefs down proofs, not just shoving down your Christian beliefs down unbelievers' truths. Send down your Christian beliefs down other Christian believers' truths. There's a, dif- there's a difference when it comes to we are having a conversation about beliefs. So let's take this seriously. Why do you think it is so? We think we, our understanding of the Bible is so and so and so. We believe our understanding of the Bible is true. Oh no, we also believe our understanding of the Bible is true. However, you compare, that's how intellectuals make decisions when it comes to their beliefs. They listen to your side of the story. They compare it to their side. What do you know? What they've learned. So they go back to research with their past. And if yours is right, makes sense. They accept it. But you don't shove it down their throats. That what we know is the truth. And that's the truth. And the truth alone. What they say is wrong. Then, 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 yes, you have your beliefs. You, you stick to them. Don't shove it down. Don't force people to also pick that up just because they are fellow Christians. Everyone has a different understanding of the Bible. Yes. There's supposed to be a unified understanding of the Bible, right? People tend to have different understandings of the Bible. What you have researched and found, instead of shoving it down places, you can um, give the person, oh, these are my sources. It's not what I read already. This is what I, I read. That gave me this answer. That led me to this conclusion. You can read it and let's let us find your thoughts. Let's discuss it some other time. That's a very nice word to have an intellectual evangelism. But no. This is for no. Oh, why don't you eat big? Because the Bible says so. You are also not supposed to eat this. But the Bible says so. Why are you eating this? Why are you eating this? Why you make you feel so bad? You didn't know, yeah. Some people just don't know. But why are you making them feel so bad? Why don't you wear earrings? I don't get for you, you know, for you, okay, as a mom, a man, I say, mama, why do people wear earrings? Why are you people like that? Hey, something like, and like, hey, is this your ear? <laughs> Instead of attacking each other, why don't you try and find out why? To a nicer way, why don't you go do your own research, read about it? Because you are not making the Christianity interesting at all. I don't talk about what is this? Y'all need to check. Like, yeah. You're in the middle of the year. 23. Y'all need to change for the better. So thank you for listening to me. Thank you so, so much for joining in today and tuning in and listening to me dance man logo on this podcast. Thank you so much. Please share and rate me five star wherever I would like Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever it is. Oh yeah, give me that five star now. Share it, let your friends, let your family, let let them all have a scoop of this national cake. Thank you so much. I'm forever grateful. I'll forever be in your fandom. Bye.